0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. That's Arthy. That's noor. And you're listening to the reality is. All the shit that we were supposed to get like in the winter. Yeah, we just got now. But I mean, uh, also, I get sick a lot because I have a nasty four-year-old who was drinking pool water uh, for listeners, just so they know. I, things are about to get lit right now, okay? This what is do you s- having? Oh,
1: I'm about to... Uh, Benadryl? Turn. NyQuil? What is happening? We're about to what have is your dr-
0: NyQuil. That NyQuil is your drug of choice? <laughs> Yeah, two little gel caps also. You might hear me choke on them because I'm a baby who still can't really take pills.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, just that barely made gulp. it down. Yeah, that was a gulp. That was a gulp. That <laughs> was a Big gulp, like you, like you would tell a four-year-old. That was a good big gulp. You sound, you look awesome, but you sound terrible.
0: Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, i've I've been I've been attacked. I've been <laughs> personally attacked by my four-year-old who gave me all of the germs. So mm. I apologize for the sniffles and the coffees this episode, <laughs> and also because I think the Nyquil is about like it'll activate in about ten minutes. Mm -hmm. So whatever we put out tonight is going to be loopy. It's going to be loopy magusi. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be fun.
1: It'll be great. Maybe we should, I should reconnect in 10 minutes when it's actually. (laughs) No, it'll be great for people to Uh,
0: listen in to the transition when I suddenly, when the, mm -hmm. when the NyQuil drops, you know, like when the beat drops.
1: (laughs) How are you? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Uh, So I went on a trip. Yeah. Long trip. So I've passed you and I almost stopped by and then you told me you were sick and I was like, oh, no, 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 not stopping at (laughs) Nure's." (laughs) <laughs> that's like germ central right now I'm not yeah. going there because my daughter Maya was like why can't we go I was like she's only 15 minutes from where we are right now she was like why can't we just go and say hi I was like nope there's a lot of germs there yeah
0: Maya would you like croup every time I keep <sighs> telling people I got croup, they're like did you get it from the other kids at daycare like why do you have croup <laughs> I know croup is <laughs> like babies get it like what are you talking about Well, it turns out for adults, it's not really called croup for adults. It's just like a severe cold and cough. So my four year old (laughs) got croup somehow, but I know how because he's disgusting and he literally was drinking pool water. So, uh, you know, Hmm is it just your PSA for birth control right now
1: especially when the babies they, when the little ones go into the pool that pool water is disgusting because these kids half of the parents don't put the right
0: diapers on yeah so luckily <laughs> so where there's we were... a lot
1: of pee in there.
0: yes so luckily where we were staying there were very strict rules about that Uh stuff yeah but we went to kalahari which is like a water park in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. in late winter early spring and oh When you're in like the kids area there, the chlorine burns your eyes because they have to put so much of it in the water because you know those kids are nasty. And here's my thing, okay? Diapers are gross, but you know what's grosser? Six-year-old who wipe their own butt, okay? You can't yeah. trust them.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that everybody who goes into that pool needs to have a diaper on. Put it. <laughs> put it depends. Put it depends on the six-year-old too. Don't just you know. Yeah. Yeah, because they are not getting out of the pool to pee. They oh just God! Too, Ugh. Yeah, Kids are disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. So gross.
0: Anyway, yeah. but good news is I don't have COVID. I don't have the Delta. You didn't get some Delta from Mexico? No, I didn't get any Delta from Mexico. I did go get okay. tested, which uh-huh. still we're 18 months in and COVID tests yeah. are still shaking up my brain. I've gotten like probably over 10. You've had so many COVID tests. Like We just you... get them all the fucking time. Yeah. It's so weird, right? Yeah. We're just always getting COVID tests.
1: I got it once and that was... When they first started doing COVID tests. Mm. And that was it. Yeah. And then I got it again. Because I, I am a hermit. I've stayed inside this. These four walls of my study are where I sit. <laughs> and I don't go out anywhere. I barely go out to check on my tomatoes on the deck. Oh, how are <laughs> they doing the tomatoes? They're doing good. Kirti watered them when That'd I was gone. Great. They have actually flourished. I think he overwatered them, which was good. So oh, great. There the dogs go. survived. They're all alive. He seems to be okay too. He doesn't seem to have noticed that I was gone, but that's okay. The dogs or the husband? Husband. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, the dogs miss me. Oh, oh of course. They miss me so much.
1: The husband was like, You were gone for three
0: days? I thought it was two days. Was yeah, like, dogs are great. Have I ever yeah. mentioned that before? They're the best. <laughs>
1: Dogs are great for people like me who feel who need to be feel needed.
0: Okay, so maybe I should get a dog.
1: Yeah, who need
0: to feel needed. Dogs are very good for that. So you know what's happening in my house is what's I've got happening? the two boys, right? I have mm-hmm. a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And we've now figured out that around four and a half is the age when the children suddenly change party from being obsessed with mama
1: to mm. obsessed
0: with Abba. Yes. Because a four-year-old doesn't give a shit about me anymore. What? Overnight? Okay, o- over a month, I'm going to say. It's yeah. been a slow transition.
1: I mean, a, a couple of months ago. A month ago when I came over, he was all a mama's boy.
0: Yeah, now... Yeah. He'll walk like I'll be upstairs in the office working, and I see him go upstairs to his room to get something, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, give me a hug." You know what he said to me today? Yeah. He said, "One second, I'm playing something downstairs." What? He said one second, and then I became a psychopath, and I said to him, "If you don't hug me right now, I will never hug you again." <laughs> Guys, oh, this I have is done how. That. Yeah. I have done that.
1: I have done
0: yeah. that. Yeah. I was like, you're never allowed to ever hug me again, which is psychotic. My kid will one day be in therapy and be like, My mom needs so force no. me to hug her. No, no. <laughs> I did that the first time it worked,
1: because Maya came over and gave me a hug. After that, every time I've said I have tried to threaten her, like, I'll never hug you. Clearly you don't love me, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Yeah, that's okay. Oh so God. what? And she just walks away and she's like, it doesn't matter. You'll hug me. It doesn't matter. She doesn't care anymore.
0: I know. So that's what's happening with Noah. Mm, Now he's like, fuck you and whatever horse you rode in on, lady. I'll hug you whenever the fuck I want. That's what I imagine he's saying in his head. Yeah, you need a dog. I know. I should get Mm -hmm. one. All right. Well, anyway, today we're talking about Rehauses of Potomac and Shaws of Sunset. (laughs) Let's talk about Potomac first.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, by the way. They keep, yeah. There's so much chit-chat right now about, mm-hmm. oh, why do they call it Real Housewives of Potomac when nobody even lives in Potomac? Only mm-hmm. Karen lives in Potomac, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Guys, there's a river. Okay, it's the Potomac yeah. River. Yeah. Granted, a majority of them don't really live by it, but still, yeah. there is a river. So we can say that it's the Real Housewives based around the river, but not so much the city. Potomac.
1: But the uh, but the Potomac River only runs through Potomac doesn't run through Bethesda
0: or Baltimore No, it's or right there. It's right No. It doesn't isn't run it? through Baltimore. That's n- Patapsco. N- no, I know, I know, but it's it does go through Pot- Bethesda.
1: Bethesda? No, it runs through some parts of like very corners of
0: it. Yeah, but, but, but also, also run- isn't yeah. it the river between um DC and Virginia? Yeah. So you got that- I- you got Ashley. Yeah. Karen, mm-hmm. Giselle, yeah, everybody else basically. lives Everybody else is on a whole Baltimore. other river. Yeah, everybody it's like else. the
1: Chesapeake Bay, yes. the Baltimore Bay, yes. <laughs> Baltimore Harbor, and the Patapsco River. Robin lives off of a, like a random stream.
0: No, they know, live. The Real Housewives of actually Maryland House Rest Up.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Hmm. All right, yeah. Give it a rest. Who gives a shit? The Beverly Hills women all live in Encino, okay? Yeah. It's a real Housewives of the Valley over there, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Okay, so we start with Giselle and Robin going for a photo shoot for their podcast uh, and meeting with Giselle's Giselle's best friend Cal. Yeah,
1: who is like Candy's. What's his name? One. Um, <laughs> we we fucked m- like, this up before. Not, on
0: <laughs> not Juan Dixon. One. <laughs> no. Don Juan. Don Juan, yes. That's, that's why I kept saying one. Like, <laughs> hold on.
1: Don Juan. But unlike uh, Don Juan, um, Cal speaks the truth.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> love was Cal. Like,
1: what are you talking about,
0: Giselle? What do you want me to say? He literally keeps her straight. She, he's, he, she's like, you know, you can't have a relationship, an honest relationship long distance. And he's like, yeah, you can. You can. And she's like, right, but I need someone with me all the time. Most of the time he's like, you hate people in your yes. face. So what are Correct. you talking about? I just yeah. love Cal because then. And then she
1: says, "What do you think of of uh, clitoral clitoral uh, getting your clitorals clit done or whatever yeah. plastic surgery?" And he's like, "I haven't seen a vagina since nineteen ninety eight or whatever."
0: Yeah. He's like, "What are you asking me about?" Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I have a feeling they were asking because I don't think anybody really knows what they're talking about the clitoris is what I'm learning on Bravo also what
1: they do because they know that vaginal rejuvenation typically is like tightening of the vagina and labial maybe some labial labial surgery
0: labioplasty but what do you do with the clit (laughs) they didn't know (laughs) Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Not even Mia knows, which we'll get to. So Giselle and Robin invite Mia to get drinks over text, and they say, we'd like to get to know you without Karen. How would you respond if a friend of yours said, I want to meet with you, but not without,
1: without the person that introduced you to me? Like specifically saying, I don't want
0: to meet Karen. That was would an say, odd text. It <laughs> is a totally odd text, but here's the thing. They're co-workers for a TV show. Yeah. It would be a totally odd thing to do if it was any other instance, but in this mm-hmm. it makes sense. Karen is the woman that brought Mia into the circle. They want to get to know Mia without Karen there. They want to do basically a two-on-one. Also, this is like a staple in Potomac is you come in as a new housewife and then you get a one-on-one with Giselle and or Robin. Robin. It's sort yeah. of like a thing. It's like a rite yeah. of passage.
1: Right. It's like Karen. You interview with Karen and then you get another interview with Giselle or Robin. It's like you have to – there's two clearly two teams. Yes. And you both teams have to get to know you. Exactly. Right? So, and yeah. they're not gonna get but, to know you together. But they don't but they don't have to necessarily say without Karen. They could have just said we want to get to know you better and just can we
0: meet. I think that there's <laughs> a point though of them saying we want to get to know you without Karen because mm. I have a feeling Prior to that instance, it's possible that the only times they see Mia is when Karen brings her along. You know what I mean? So maybe,
1: maybe the way it is, is that if you read the sentences, we want to meet, uh, we want to get to know you without Karen. Like, we yeah. want to get to meet you without Karen as a, run, like, a single sentence. Whereas, we want to get to know you, pause, without Karen. It makes well, a difference how you read it.
0: <laughs> let me tell you something. Mia, not so uh-huh. good with arithmetic's. Definitely not good with anatomy mm-hmm. or biology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't really trust her reading skills either because later on she uses a word incorrectly and it cracks me up. Uh, what
1: was that word? That we'll I, get
0: there. That kind of, yeah. I remembered. I was going to look it up. It was no, I wrote it down. <laughs> like I wrote a it. You know I write down very detailed <laughs> notes. So uh, then we cut to Ashley and the Predator. Okay. Bravo. Okay, between this and the fucking Watch What Happens Live where Michael Darby mm-hmm. was in the clubhouse behind the bar. Yeah. I, you guys have got to stop. Because it's weird. Michael, when he's nicer to Ashley, is somehow even creepier. Yes. It feels fake, and it feels like he is doing it for the cameras,
1: obviously. It, it just feels... I just got, like, yeah. goosebumps feels all over like, thinking it about it. It feels like... Yeah, it feels like... <sighs> No, I was going to say
0: pedophile, but that's how I feel like. Yeah, I feel he gives predatory vibes. Yeah, I get the heebie-jeebies from this man. yeah,
1: it's like, now, don't, Michael, touch that child.
0: don't touch that child. Yeah. No, yeah. no wonder fucking Ashley is losing her mind as she's going into labor. Because she's like, I'm not going to see Dean for a couple of days. And he's going to be with Michael. Like, we'll we'll get to that. Because yeah. I, I had thoughts about it. But yeah, Michael tells Ashley, who's about to give birth any second, that he wants to <laughs> invest their money into movies. <laughs> and you know, Ashley, that whole time is like, bitch. Yeah. You, I did not just birth almost two whole human beings for you to take the money and give it to to a movie. And
1: give it to, yeah, give it to Randall Emmett. Oh my God. (laughs) It was like, did Michael just look up and say, oh, if Randall can do it, I can do it too?
0: Right. Do you think Randall and Jax got to Michael? It seems like the kind of predatory circle that would hang out with each other. Yeah. 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 Jax and Randall reached out to Michael. I would not be surprised if I saw that group text. I totally expect it. The right. only other person I expect on that group text is like, um, Harry Dubin. <gasps> and only by mistake. Like Harry only Dubin. Did- <laughs> <laughs> like, Harry <laughs> Dubin didn't know which which group text he was on. No, no. They thought they were adding in Harry Hamlin, but they actually got and Harry Dubin. Dubin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Ashley is fucking pissed because she's like, yeah. um... You're not going to take this money. Mm-hmm. I just I just gave birth to my money makers. So you're mm-hmm. going to need to not do that.
1: So here's what I feel like. Remember how Michael, not only was he predatory and a problem, he also went after Bravo, the producers and the cameraman. Remember in the last scene mm-hmm. at, uh, at Robin's engagement, he was going off on them. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way he thinks he talked himself into coming back into the show is to say, okay, I'm going to get a... Uh, some kind of publicity out of it for a business venture or something. I'm going to make money off of this. So he's coming in and this is the idea he has come up with. This is as bad as Wendy's candle idea.
0: Yeah, except it's like if Wendy sold candles and also uh, sexually harassed people, then Mm -hmm. yes, it would be the same thing. (laughs) Then we see Karen in the kitchen and Mm -hmm. she's talking to her daughter Raven and I'm sorry, but that was the most fake phone call i've so, ever seen in my life that was
1: so arranged she, she told raven to show up and you know wear a coat and glasses and talk about her job and she gave her a script <laughs> she 100 percent. raven was reading the her a, because you know when raven was saying that Karen wasn't acting surprised or uh, you know oh so so nice of you to say it. She was nodding her head like yes, you said the right thing. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. the correct. You nailed yeah, it. You yes. it. You got it. You got it. You nailed it.
0: <laughs> yeah. She also says Raven works in New York City as an executive in yes. corporate America. I was like, Raven is not an executive <laughs> in corporate America. Karen, <laughs> no, she's probably an executive assistant. Somewhere, sales assistant, sales Sales executive, sales sales executive. I I mean, even the word executive, honey,
1: in corporate America, she's not a Cxo of anything.
0: No, and also, I don't think Karen knows what Raven does, which is fine. My mom doesn't know (laughs) what I do, but like, Karen is just—I just fucking love her because she just says things. Another thing she says, which I'm like, what are they thinking? (laughs) She is the ambassador (laughs) of Surrey (laughs) County. You guys, what? What is that? What is it? Is there an embassy from Surrey <laughs> County and Montgomery County or Fairfax uh, County?
1: What? She gets diplomatic immunity now. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to pay taxes anymore. No! <laughs>
0: When she she comes to New York City, she'll
1: she'll not get pulled over. She can do any crime, will not be arrested. She
0: has
1: diplomatic immunity.
0: Oh, my God. When she comes to New York City, you know, like if you've ever been in the city and you've looked for parking or on First Avenue, there's a whole bunch of parking you can't do because it says ambassador parking only or diplomat parking only. Karen can park there now. Karen can park her convertible, that open
1: convertible that she went around in. She can park that. But... Also, I do think that Karen has, you know, Surrey County and some of these rural counties have a lot of things going on right now in terms of farming and yes. ag tech yes. and getting like food security issues solved and things like that. So there are a lot of initiatives that if Karen is interested because she has that agriculture business yes. in her family, that would be something that she could work on. But she doesn't know how to talk about it. <laughs> what to she say. Goes, and we have to work on the Wi-Fi, right. Wi like, Fi, basically
0: broadband. Yeah, she's trying to broadband into the rural areas. That's what she means. Which is like, again, great initiative, Karen. Yeah, but, but talk oh to God. me about where the ambassador works out of. Is there an embassy? They like give her a room at the embassy suites, and she's like, I'm, I'm an ambassador for Surrey County. Remember the car in India we had,
1: ambassador car. For- yeah. <laughs> like the only car that we had for the longest time was the ambassador car <laughs> and they were like they were like built like a tank too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, they pick her up in was... an ambassador and they drive her to an embassy suite and so she's like I'm the ambassador of Surrey <laughs> County. I'm dying. Oh god, I love her.
1: I love her so, I love her much. so much. And she's so <laughs> proud of it. She's so
0: proud of it too. Oh my god. She's so cute. She's, she's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> Okay, so then we see Mia at work. And my God, Mia is somebody who has never done any work in her life. No, I'm you sorry. see
1: Mia at someone else's work because it's she's not doing much.
0: No, no. Oh, oh and also, God. okay, let's just be honest about franchises. Okay, mm-hmm. so I used to work for the corporate offices at Huntington Learning Center, which is like mm-hmm. those tutoring centers. Yeah, And Huntington Learning Centers are all franchise-based. Yeah. They're like massage envy, Lash House, Dunkin' Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts, European Wax Center, and McDonald's. These are all franchise based businesses. Now, all you need to run a franchise is investment of your money. If you have money, you can buy a franchise, and everything you do out of that is just all sales based. So, everything else is done for you. The
1: franchise comes with a package. So, it comes with the logos, it comes with everything the marketing, the sales, the pitch, the initial you know all of the materials you need to get started everything comes from corporate so it's all in a package
0: so she says i work on hr like personnel staffing recruiting i was like those are all the same thing that hr does yeah you just described what the job of hr is which is all Mm -hmm. you have to do when you're a franchise owner you just hire the staff That works at the place.
1: And the corporation helps you train them. Yes. And
0: they get trained and then they run it. That's it. That's all you have to do. So Mm -hmm. this boss bitch CEO stuff that Mia keeps doing. What is this? It's so annoying. Also, I had to do some Googling on her. Because I was Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck is this, right? One, she clearly looks like she's never worked a day in her life. Two, she looks like she's never worked there ever. She doesn't Mm -hmm. know what she's doing. Yeah. The other thing is she's been with this man, G, Gordon, for what, like eight years now they've been married, right? You didn't work up the title of boss bitch after in eight years. You had kids in that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, which I'm not saying like, oh, she could have maybe worked while she had kids. I'm sure she may have. But she said it in the beginning of the season when we le- met her. She said, G used to take over and now he's retired and I'm taking on more of a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Which basically says her husband, it's her are, husband is math. old. Yeah. He's 30. She's 38 and he's what, 60 something? Yeah. We we still don't really know. Yeah. The math is. Plus
1: 36. Plus 36. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: he's in his like 60s or early 70s. 70s. Yeah, Yeah, 70s, this man. He's retired. And now she's taken on, as she says, a well-oiled machine. Well-oiled machine, Mia. (laughs) Her English drives me crazy. It does. So then I also looked up that they apparently met at – they met – you know how she said they met at the strip club where she was Uh working? Apparently they met at a charity event held at the strip club. In 2003, when Mia was probably 19 or 20 years old. Wow. And Gordon was already married. He was Mm. married. Mm. So I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to drop that information here. And that's it. I think the the pill kicked it. The pill has kicked in. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Then we see Escala, Wendy, and Robin at the park. working out just as about hard as I work out, which is not at all. Well, I couldn't do that. So I
1: would be like a scholar. I would would try the ropes and it would not move. I would be like holding them. (laughs) Like I'm trying. It's so heavy. I have no arm strength. So, if I
0: naturally looked as gorgeous as Escala, I would be like, fuck you yeah. guys. I don't ever need to work right. out ever in a day of my life. Right. Wendy was good. Wendy was good. Well, Wendy's actually yeah. good at everything.
1: And Robin, too. Yeah, Robin is, has always been a little athletic. so She has. At this meeting at the park. That was a rock- long meeting because they did the exercise and then they spent a long time talking on the phone and filming. So they are they- doing everything outdoors because of COVID.
0: So they had to go out into the field in freezing winter to do that scene. Yeah, they did. Robin shares with them what happened when they sent Mia a text about Mm -hmm. getting to know her without without Karen. Mia snaps and says to Giselle, Is this about business? Because if it's not about business, I have nothing to say to you. Would you like to set up an appointment with my my assistant? Yeah, Robin's like, what the fuck? And she's like, I don't know what I did to you. I don't know where this is coming from. And we have to remember because they didn't flash back to it. But like, was it last episode or the episode before? We saw a text between Mia and Robin and Giselle where yes. Mia is trying to suck up to Robin so right. that her kids can spend time playing basketball with Juan fucking wow. Dixon, Dixon, okay? Yes. So here's Robin having a reaction because she's like, bitch, we're trying to get to fucking know you. By the way, you've been crawling up my ass yes. trying to get time with my fiancé, ex-husband, current husband, almost husband, boyfriend, person, baby Roommate. daddy. Roommate. Housemate. Housemate. Yes. And now you're going to tell me like, oh, blah blah blah. So the funniest thing about that is that when we see Mia telling the same story to Karen, Karen is so happy that she has a friend.
1: First of all, Karen comes into Mia's house, her good friend Mia's house for the very first time mm-hmm. on camera. <laughs> she's never been on camera, but she's never been to that house. She's like, oh, this is nice. It's yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. This is on the harbor, and she's come all the way to Baltimore. She is so pleased that Mia is on her team. Yes. <laughs> Mia tells her that. She's like, um, yeah, that's not good. But inside, she's like, she has bubbles
0: of joy. Well, that's why she does that weird giggle when Mia yeah. tells her what she said. She does that weird giggle, but which is bizarre. I was like, Ugh, I don't, I don't know what that sound is that's coming out of Karen's mouth. <laughs> that's like, that's her trying to keep the bubbles of joy inside. Yeah, she's like, she's like, you know, in in in, in Hindi, what do we say? Like, pood It's like she's like busting out. She's like busting out with glee right now that she has a friend in Mia. Because, guys, if she didn't have Mia, she would literally have no one else. Yes. <laughs> she she maybe Ma- has Monique. Ashley.
1: Yeah, she lost Monique and she, she maybe has Ashley. She still, she, as of yet, doesn't have doesn't have Wendy yet. I think in the coming weeks, Wendy
0: sort of comes over to yes. Kieran's. Side. i see why because i saw a preview of next episode and it's mm, yeah giselle honey okay so mia tells the story to karen karen is just so happy that she's got somebody on her side but i do have to say if somebody mm-hmm. sent me a text message and said i want to get to know you without so and so let's just like do a one-on-one especially if i'm on this tv show right mm-hmm. i wouldn't be like oh you don't get to call the shots and dictate who i get to bring to a- an event No, you don't get to bring a person to an event. You don't get to do that. And Mia reacting that way tells me that Mia's intentions were to bring Karen to this yeah. hangout with Giselle, yes. that Mia maybe doesn't know how to function without Karen. And also, Mia, you asked for Giselle's phone number. You asked right. for all the stuff. But also, you are on a housewife show. This is dumb, Mia. You were getting a few more
1: scenes. You want to be in more scenes. That's the whole purpose of being in this show. Why would you deny? Yeah. A scene for yourself. Exactly. And you create, and then if you are creating the drama, then stick with the drama. Because when she finally meets with them, she apologizes and backtracks on it. Okay. Like, why? Yeah. Honestly. If you want to stick with it, stick with it, create drama, then at least you're going to get some more scenes and you're going to be part of
0: the show. Exactly. We see Candace in the studio and I have to say mm-hmm. she says that she's now doing this fully independently but mm-hmm. she got a music video on BET. Mm-hmm. If she's doing it independently and I say independently in quotes because she obviously has the bravo of it all mm-hmm. in her back pocket from all the attention she gets there but that's pretty impressive.
1: It is. There have been quite a few musicians from DC who haven't made it. Yeah. <laughs> who haven't been able to get it into BET. They're still yeah. struggling but there's a lot of studios
0: music studios Year, especially for the go-go music. That no, and hasn't also quite taken off. Yeah, and also no other housewife has made it on yeah on TV like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, now yeah. I know like music videos and BT and stuff is like a little bit different than yeah. when on display was coming yeah. out. But yeah, but like DJ James Kennedy doesn't even have music videos on TV. Yeah. You know, yeah. then we see Giselle in a motherly moment takes Grace to the DMV. Oh, sweet Grace, to oh. get her learner's permit. Let me tell you something, Grace. If you are listening, she's not listening. I also failed my permit test thrice. Twice. This person did twice.
1: Oh, because, look at that. Between because, the two of us, it's five times. Yeah. Because also, this was in Jersey. And that stupid parallel parking always got me.
0: Yeah, but this is, she didn't even do that test. She's taking no, the she learner's permit. To, yeah. The written test. Did you fail your written test? No. Oh, Oh. okay. Well, no. I failed it three times. <laughs>
1: You failed the written test three times?
0: Yeah, I failed the written test three times, and I failed the driving test twice. Yeah,
1: I failed the driving test because I was a new immigrant who had been driving on the other side of the road. Don't blame that. (laughs) And then... I did. I the first time I failed, I learned I turned turned too much to the left. I didn't turn to the when I made a turn, I was too much to the left. The second time I failed because I I crossed my arms on the on the mm. I think the parallel parking was a mess.
0: I failed once because of a rolling stop. Mm-hmm. And and the second time it was because they told me to park into a spot. I did everything yeah. perfect. They told me to park into a spot. I parked and then he said, Move up. Uh-huh. I moved up and I bumped the car on the curb. Oh. And they were like, we have to fail you. And I was like, but I was perfect until you told me to move up. <laughs> but anyway my point is grace honey you'll be just fine it's okay. okay it's it it only
1: means that you're going to know your material really well when you do finally pass and when you do pass your um you know your driver's test you'll be a careful driver and you'll appreciate your license even more
0: yeah <laughs> i will say i agree with angel and adore in the back seat that so- it is. it is the ultimate embarrassment To fail it, and my God, on camera! But they were
1: laughing. They were laughing. They were so sweet. Oh, it was such a real
0: moment. I was like, (laughs) Giselle can't be a monster. Okay, Jamal, we know is a monster, but you know Giselle is actually a good person because they have three amazing children.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But also, the daughter is not the the most embarrassing Brian. She's like, this is embarrassing to the Brian name.
0: No. Yeah, your My dad. dad. dad is the most embarrassing thing. Yeah, it's not you, honey. These it's not girls
1: you. are angels, literally.
0: Literally, one of them is an angel. <laughs> it's an angel. So, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> now, yeah. we go to this PJ party at. The old townhouse at Dorothy's townhouse.
1: Candace moved to a new home and she sold this home. Mm -hmm. But all her furniture in the old home is still there. She didn't move any of the furniture to the new home. She sold with the furniture.
0: It's possible. It's possible that she may have sold the furniture or she may have sold the townhouse to somebody she knows. I think she sold it to her mother. You think she sold the townhouse to Dorothy? (laughs) Dorothy's renting it out. I would not be surprised. Dorothy's going to try to co- get another one of the children to sign off on it so yeah. that she can use... Maybe Kevin sold it to her
1: sister. So well, maybe. It, so it yeah. could be Dorothy <clears throat> can then torture the sister now. Yeah, it's your turn.
0: <laughs> so Karen uh, get, Karen's the first one to get there. She does take a fireball shot. We do get a little flashback <clears throat> of all the times that Karen's been completely hammered. Oh. Man, I would love to be around Karen. You uh, were yes. drunk. I want to get drunk with Karen. I know. I truly want. I want to get you to drunk get, with Karen. Yeah, I want, and you Karen can watch to get, us. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> I don't want to be sober with Karen. I want to be drunk with Karen. Oh, I want to be sober, and I want to watch all of it. Um, <laughs> but Robin gets there and Karen is somehow suddenly talking to Robin this is why I love Robin so you
1: know Karen does this every time Robin gets there without Giselle Karen goes out of her way to talk to Robin but she will make it uh, she'll make a snide remark but she
0: will try to talk to Robin but this is why I love Robin because Robin's like bro I'm not gonna be nice to you right now like even Robin's like body language when when Karen's trying to talk to her Robin is looking at her like shut the fuck up like I do not want to be talking to you right now you literally question my. Relationship the last time we were all together. Why the fuck would I want to talk to you? And then Karen is hating on Robin for not wanting to get married in the pandemic. And I was like, Karen, (laughs) I did love Robin's comeback though. That was amazing. Then everybody shows up. Another reason why I love the Potomac women is because Giselle walks in and she goes, Oh, I see the liars and the haters are here. Like, I just (laughs) love that they can say this shit to each other on camera and it's like not a big deal. You know what I mean? It's so real. They're like, okay, we have to work together. We
1: all know where everybody stands. We're just going to say, call it all out. And we're still going to work together because this is a show and we're making money. So we're going to stick together on this.
0: Yeah. So then the ladies start to talk about the text message business after everybody arrives yeah. there. Escala says, in defense of the text messages, because people are like, oh, who is Escala to say anything? She's getting involved, whatever. Dude, she was at the park with these women, first of all, working out in the freezing cold. Two, going on a full walk to like break down the text message and what was right or wrong with it. <clears throat> so for Escala to then say something about it is not a big deal. Uh, I think Ascala is the new model. Is the
1: Marlo of the show. She's going to be the friend of. And I think she's okay as a friend of. Don't bring her as full time. I think she's doing a little too much. Ascala, I feel, is like trying too hard. And I think Ascala was brought in because Karen brought in Mia. So Giselle and Robin decided they had to bring in one other person Mm. that would be more closer to them. So she was brought in and opposite to Mia. Ascala is trying, doing a lot all at once. She doesn't know all of the women. She doesn't have to speak up. She could have just sat.
0: But again, between. you have to remember from the context of the time they're filming this. At the time they're filming this, Mia and Ascala are both friends of.
1: Yeah, that's both, what I mean. Like they no, were brought in, and but that's why. For, was, so
0: for the yeah. amount of amount of doing too much that Mia yeah. is doing, Ascala yeah. is doing equally that much. Right. Yes, yes. Yes. It just ended up being that Mia got hired. Yes, and Ascala didn't. But yes. if you think about it from the context of two women essentially auditioning to be on the show, Escala is in the right to get in the middle of this conversation because she's supposed to be a part of this group at this point. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And that's why Escala and Mia were going at it on uh, on Twitter or uh, or. Instagram or something, and uh, and uh, Mia was like, well, you didn't come through the right team. That's why
0: you didn't get tired,
1: right? So you didn't kiss Karen's ass, and that's why you didn't get tired. Which is insane, so which is like Mia yeah.
0: then ex- literally admitting that she kissed Karen's ass to get on camera. Yeah. But this is when Mia says the dumbest thing in the world. She says, how many businesses do you own to yeah. Scala in response to Scala being like, your text message doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. And that's when everybody's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then this is when you, what, the point that you brought up of, Mia then takes back everything when she's one-on-one with G- Giselle, she's yeah. suddenly like, oh, I get it, I will try And she says, I will try it with my deliverance to be better. Deliverance, yes. That was the word. I was like, what? What do you mean deliverance? She is so dumb. Okay, one, I think Mia's teeth are brand new and she doesn't quite mm-hmm. know how to talk with that because she has the mm-hmm. same problem that Karen does, except Karen's like an old lady, you know? Mm-hmm. So Karen's like dentures are poorly fitted, but Mia just has bad veneers and she has this fake Karen's voice. dentures. She's going to kill you. She's not listening. Okay. <laughs> as much as we could manifest. In my
1: mind, she's listening because she's my favorite. She's listening to me talk. No, I'm never going to get in front of her. I'm never going to get drunk with her.
0: Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Just tell her that you're playing Never Have I Ever and don't explain the rules because she'll drink every single time. <laughs> But yeah, my point is Mia is really dumb and I really can't yes. stand her, but she I is... cannot either. A lot of people like her and they're saying this. she was needed in the show. I don't think so. Here's the thing. I can't, I was going to say, I can't stand her, but I do like her on the show because she's so dumb. It's funny to watch Robin and Giselle's faces be like, what are you saying? Yeah. What words are you saying? Yeah. Then we do find out that what Mia meant was vaginal rejuvenation and not a clitoroplasty, which begs to ask the question, does Mia know what a clitoris is?
1: Does it matter? Whatever it
0: is down there, paid for everything. So it's okay. But she's like, I just want everybody to know, like, I'm really transparent. Mm-hmm, That's something mm-hmm, to know about me. I'm mm-hmm. like, how can you be transparent if you don't even know what words you're saying? Yeah.
1: She misused so many words that I was like, is she speaking English? Is she? What is going on with her? Exactly.
0: Then, of course, we cut to Ashley going into labor and having a meltdown about leaving Dean at home. And I'm like, you crying this hard about leaving your baby at home says more about your relationship with your husband than it does about your actually your son.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you because I don't I have only one kid. So I don't know anything about it, but you had two. Did you feel upset that With the birth of your second child, the first child is no longer going to be the only child in your life?
0: I mean, I had emotions about it, but I wasn't like crying. In fact, I had both of my kids in the month of March. The second one when he was born, um, because of like the hospital restrictions, they could only allow a few visitors at a time because like during flu Mm. season in the Northeast, you're only allowed to get like one or two visitors in the baby area. I had no visitors only mm-hmm. my husband, my in-laws, everybody came like one by one for like 10 minutes to see the mm-hmm. baby and then leave. Aiden couldn't come in the room. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see him for three days. Mm-hmm. And there was a snowstorm. So nobody could come. Oh, wow. Let me tell you something. It must have been awesome. It was a resort vacation. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what it was. I
1: was just thinking that because the first couple of nights is you want to be able to get enough rest. Yeah. And you don't get enough and you have taken the baby home.
0: Yeah. So you know what I did? Uh-huh. I told the nurse... I yeah. said, hey, I'm breastfeeding this baby, but don't don't you dare bring this baby into my room before 7 a.m., okay? And take him out of the room at 9 p.m. Yeah, I don't want to see anybody's face. Yeah, And it was amazing. They would bring the baby. I'd breastfeed the baby. I'd be eating my probably okay hospital mm. breakfast, and I'd be yeah. watching Martin and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, Ashley. And you know what? I knew it was okay because- my child, my son was at home with his oh, father, father who adores the shit and out of him. And grandparents and everybody and like who like take and, care of well, him and all love family, him. Yeah. 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 And so I think that's the part like that made me sad about Ashley. Her having such a meltdown is because she likely can't trust her son with her husband. Her mm-hmm. even, her water breaking and her making a lunch for Dean the next day and all this stuff. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Your mm-hmm. partner should be taking on that role. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, her partner's a disgusting sexual harasser, allegedly. Yeah. So, yeah. I think we don't have to say allegedly with
1: him. I think it's established. She's admitted yeah. it.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's talk about Shaz of uh-huh. Sunset. Oh, by the way, we were supposed to have guests on this episode, but um, I was nearly dying yesterday and then we had to reschedule with the Hamlets. So we'll have them on another episode. Yeah. We're so good that I remembered that right now as we're almost done with this episode.
1: <laughs> I should have remembered. I didn't remember. At least I'm I have an excuse, to- Artie. Yeah, I don't have an excuse other than you always take care of all of this stuff. <laughs> and when I signed on to do the podcast, you said I don't have to. Think about all that, so I'd never
0: thought about all. That. <laughs> oh, but you're still pinning it on me.
1: No, I'm not. All right, <laughs> it's okay.
0: Shadows of okay. sunset. Yeah, the whole cast goes <laughs> on an RV ride to the redwoods. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite type of Shaw's episode. I'll be honest with you, when they're all cooped up.
1: In yes. one place. Yes. And they have nowhere to go. Yes. And they all go bonkers at once. Like all of them go bonkers at once.
0: It's the best.
1: <laughs> I know. It's
0: so... <laughs> Good.
1: Not every cast on Bravo can be cooped up like that. It's not fun. Southern Charm cannot be cooped up like that. It's not fun. No. We saw Summer House where they couldn't go back to the city back and forth. And it sort of did not work out really well. But Shaz does well when they're all stuck in one place.
0: And this is the thing
1: like... There's a lot of crying and making up. And you're my brother and you're my sister and we are a family. And And baby Shaz. (laughs)
0: And there's a liberal use of mead, so (laughs) at least by Gigi. She was high the whole time. (laughs) I'm telling you. Okay, so I remember last season when at the reunion, she was like, oh yeah, I smoke all the time postpartum and that's like how I get to be like a cool mom or whatever. I remember being horrified. I was like, Gigi is crazy enough that Gigi has a baby by herself, this woman who has a knife collection, but she's constantly stoned. I can't imagine that being a good thing, right? No, No shade against smoking pot. Or parents who smoke pot. It's not about smoking pot. It's Gigi smoking pot all the time. But let me tell you, <laughs> this season, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe uh, gonna she... like, got a point. Yeah, I don't know. She's not she's bad.
1: Yeah, she's actually able to think clearly now. Like, without all the emotions. I think all the emotions uh. have been taken away. So... We actually are seeing the same
0: smart Gigi.
1: Yeah, We don't see all of the anger and the sadness and all of that confusion.
0: Yeah. She's the only person who gets to sit down with Reza and say, dude, you're scary. Yeah. And people are scared of you. And when you get annoyed with people, you just tell them to shut the fuck up and that you never want anything to do with them. So why would they want to be friends with you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, same. Same yeah. questions. I have the same I love questions.
1: The, I love the whole show, this this episode with all of the sitcom-like introduction of yes. everybody. There's a lot of production that's gone into Shaz this year Yeah, that has been extra, extra. And I think the pandemic got uh, the producers and editors getting very creative with Shaz.
0: I think also they made an effort to bring back a little bit more lightness to this because yeah. last season was so dark. So Yes, so and I know. I also that. think
1: that a little bit of producing for family karma is in. Uh, is influencing other groups because they are finding that if they add on other special effects and the producers add on their own touches to the show, funny touches to the show, the audience actually responds better because yeah. people want to watch it, but they want to watch the drama, but they also want comedy.
0: Yeah, essentially these shows are more comedy based. Yeah, We don't want to watch every episode where, Tommy, where Reza is crying about baby shams, but yeah. Reza crying about baby shams is actually the funniest part of the show. Yeah. So funny.
1: And Tommy's sitting there in his uh,
0: sweater. In all his ugly, inappropriate Christmas his sweaters. His ugly and erotic sweaters. sweaters. That He has a whole collection of them. It's not just one, multiples.
1: Multiple. Now, Tommy
0: is a man with standards, okay? Mm-hmm. As he sits there with his erotic Christmas sweaters. <laughs> and Tommy's points not common. To
1: he points to his chest and he tells the baby Shem, this is how mommy and daddy met.
0: Oh, my God he goes this is how you make a gingerbread baby but tommy's not having any of it
1: and i see tommy's point he's like i had a consequence for my bad action and i went there to defend you because he said some horrific personal shit nobody talks about that everybody talks about brezap always starts the conversation the whole situation he starts off with Tommy came and broke the flower pots in my yeah. house and said he was going to attack. But why did Tommy do that? It's because of what Reza said and was screaming to a whole party of strangers about her and her medical history. That kind of vile stuff, I'm surprised that MJ even wants to be friends with him. So I understand why Tommy doesn't get that. Tommy's yeah. like, why would you want to be friends with them? And why doesn't Reza have any consequences? The only consequence he can have is the one I can impose is the one that he he cannot see shams because that matters to him. There's nothing else that matters apparently to Reza. This apparently matters. So he's gonna hold it up.
0: But I think what Tommy needs to I under I completely understand Tommy's point. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that I was thinking about today. You remember how with Family Karma, we were talking about how fucked up it is for Vishal to be threatening a person, a gay Mm -hmm. person, to bash their face in? Yeah. You also have to think about the optics of that, right? Like Tommy is a straight heterosexual cis man, big guy who comes over to trash two gay men's home, right? That's what Adam is going through. That's the fear that Adam is going through. Exactly. I don't
1: like Adam, but he has a point there too
0: so tommy did a thing and he had consequences for those actions i also understand his point that there should be consequences for reza's actions of what he said now in tommy's mind i'm sure the major consequence should be mercedes should not be friends with any of these pieces of shit Mm -hmm. but tommy honey in order for this show to function and for you to get a bravo paycheck And to be for you to continue to live the lifestyle of which you are accustomed to by being married to a TV personality, you need to understand why your wife is doing this. This whole season, it doesn't really ever feel like MJ is like in it because she has some emotional attachment to Reza. The whole time, it just looks like. I'm trying to make some peace so I can continue to work on the show because I need this money because you what know else that do Angie doesn't
1: have a real estate business anymore <coughs> she was barely doing it before now she's not doing that this yeah. is all she has and but what does Tommy do I don't know what Tom, what Tommy does because I have a feeling that what Reza did caused yeah. harm to Tommy's career and that's he's not able
0: to Fine work, either. But I think also with Reza and the shams thing, Reza's obsession with seeing shams yeah. is bizarre. It's bizarre yeah. if you think about right. the fact that she gave birth and he did and not he come to see there. the baby.
1: And this was before anything happened. This was before anything happened. He didn't show up.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So again, if we keep going back and back and back and back as to the reasons why all these things happen it usually still ends up somewhere on Reza's a terrible person. Correct. Which brings me to Mike. Okay. Yes. My favorite thing about this episode between everybody was when Mike starts to rag on Reza. And when he started Mm -hmm. to do that, I was like, good. Mike, play more in on the joke. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to take these terrible people seriously. Which, by the way, you are also one of the terrible people too, Mike. But he gets so worked up when Reza makes fun of him or when anybody makes fun of him and it doesn't make sense because the same way that Mike hates that Reza makes fun of him, Mike makes fun of Nima. So yeah. it's like you guys all play the same dumb fucking game. You're all both terrible right. people. I don't know why right. why Mike is always like oh reza's gonna a good you know point. he's coming after
1: mike me. mike picks on mike picks on Nima all the time that's a really good point Constantly. and nema always handles it very well he yeah. just lets it he doesn't care about any of their ragging he does he truly doesn't care he just laughs it off but mike cannot see that he doesn't see that he needs to react the same way to reza
0: i'll tell you everybody's really tired of dealing with though london
1: all of us they were like okay therapist you were hired you've diagnosed everybody now can you get off the show why do we still have to talk about our feelings to you we are done they're like bravo can you get her off i
0: don't even they think it's done. about her feelings
1: like, they just turned everybody turned on her all of a sudden
0: no i don't even think it's about feelings i think they're like you are hired for a job ma'am and you don't get to sit here and take up our our space to talk about yeah. your own bullshit nobody cares right. Right.
1: She talks so much. And I think they're like, okay, but you are a side character. You're not the main character. Why are you talking so much?
0: Again, in her defense, she's now had to film multiple scenes with m- multiple people in the main cast. Right. Everybody's gotten a personal scene with London. Yeah. I'm yes. sure there's a Shervin one somewhere too. So <laughs> I understand yeah. why London is being so long winded, but man, yeah. they really have no patience for new people in this no. group. No. None. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I love them, because they're all terrible people.
1: It's a good thing Sherman can drive, because not only did he drive them in the end, he in- ended up getting off the bus and then cooking for them. A great meal. He and then cleaning up, too. Me- and cleaning up, too. Have we misjudged Sherman? He seemed like a dog when they- it was all about him and they were focusing on him. But he does, I mean, this was a lot of responsible stuff that he did.
0: I don't know if it's like a lot of responsible stuff. They're all in their 40s. Yes. You know how to drive. You know how to cook and you know how to clean. True. That's not that impressive at 40. Yeah,
1: but compared to the rest of them.
0: Yeah, certainly. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Definitely.
1: So they all went and found their rooms and um, MJ and Reza are going to prank people. Toilet yes. paper prank. They had a talk about with each other. Adam decided to remove the restraining order and Reza gave a fake smile and kissed him. Like, oh, thank you, honey. Reza has conveyed that to MJ. We'll see how that goes. But yeah Tommy is not interested. And MJ has to convey that back to Reza. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. And Gigi tells Reza why he sucks. And he seems to take it well. so But they're all see. so
0: high. I don't even know if yeah. Reza really even heard.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I am looking forward to a mountain lion finding them. That would be a great twist.
0: We don't have a Shots of Sunset reunion because I don't think died. there are bears.
1: Bears. Yeah, I don't think there are bears in LA, but I maybe in the Redwood are. Forest. Yeah. But there are mountain lions. So, something. Something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be nice.
0: Well, that's it for this episode. We'll mm-hmm. be back on Saturday to talk about New York and Beverly Hills. Yeah. Thanks for putting up with my sneezing and coughing, guys. Do you have ginger? Yes, of course I have ginger in my house. Do you have
1: ginger and haldi and make some chai?
0: No, I'm not doing that right now. Mm. I'm on pharmaceuticals, okay?
1: But you can put some Unani unani medicine. Don't be afraid to try all of that.
0: No, I will. I just, I would do it if my mom was here, she'd do it for me. Mm. Okay, I'll try to feel better. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Bye. (laughs)